What's up, you bunch of thick-eyebrowed porcupines? It's us. We're back. This is David and Grant, but momentarily. Um, what is this? Psycho Season Episode 9. Another jam-packed, content-filled episode for you today. That's right. I used the C word. Um, what do we talk about? Chainsaw Man Episode 10. My Hero Academia Season 6, Episode 11, Spy Family Episode 23, and then a very thorough, very in-depth, conversated newsfeed section. We get into, there was like this huge leak about the future of the DCEU and James Gunn's involvement in that. We get into the weeds on that. We talk about some anime, um, premiere dates coming in 2023, uh, and then we talk a little bit about the Golden Globes because that, uh, that dropped today. We finish on To Your Eternity, Season 2, Episode 8. Lots to say there. And then Mob Psycho, Season 3, Episode 10. And then, of course, we end on the Q&A, which you can sign up for and send your questions to us on Mondays at Part Time Otaku Podcast on Instagram. Have I mentioned you should be following us there? Okay, I think that suffices for the self-promotion. Roll the tape. Psycho Season 1, 2, 3, 4... Hey there, Grant. Hey, Dave. How you doing there, home skillet? Home skillet? I'm doing home skillet's doing pretty good. It's weird because home skillet is actually more natural for me than a lot of these other random okay. words I have to look up. I'm like, how have I not, not said home skillet yet? Because I'm trying is to keep track like and not like... Is vernacular for you? <laughs> I feel like people said it jokingly for a long time. <laughs> From what, like, what year? I don't know, 2006? You did. You don't recall people being like, "What's up, home skillet?" Oh no, really? Like when you say it like that, you throw a little spice on it. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I can picture someone saying that, but no, I don't think everyone's ever called me that. I feel like I spoke in accents between the ages of like twelve and seventeen, just like yeah, quoting movies. Were, yeah, because you were at the age twelve to seventeen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I feel like do. I probably said a lot of home skillets. Um, yeah, a lot of home skillet. Like a lot of. I'm Ron Burgundy. Whatever Ace Ventura would say was probably what I was saying, <laughs> which probably doesn't age great. But uh... We could do a whole episode on just how some comedians get to be, some comedic actors get to be mm. the, like, quote, humor of a generation. Almost, mm. you, know, you know what they all have in common? They're all in quotable movies. Sure. Think about your, uh, who's Ace Ventura? What's his name? Jim Carrey. Think about Jim Carrey and from him to Will Ferrell to Mike Myers. It's all these, like, they all got franchises, right? Steve Carell. Mm -hmm. But, like, a big part of all four of those huge uh, comedy powerhouses is, like, the fact that, like, all their shit is quotable. Everyone has a favorite, you know, uh, four-year-old virgin quote or Pineapple Express one. Anyway, that's (laughs) that's my theory on on comedy, on comedic actors. How, How did that come up? Home skillet. Yes. Okay. You're welcome. Uh, back home. <laughs> thanks for tuning in. <laughs> um, is that a mulligan? Do we just hit stop and record it all over again? <laughs> no, I love that. Oh, kid, yes, but, um, oh God. What do I do now? <laughs> all right. There's no. Uh, there's no graceful way to segue this. So I'm only talking about chainsaw man. <laughs> no, there's a way. I just don't. I just. I just can't think of it. Yeah. Okay. Chainsaw Man episode ten, dude. I only watched this today. Well, that's because it only came out today. Yeah, um, always use this. 
I only watched it a couple hours ago. Did you Did you like this one? I did. So you know, <clears throat> we had briefly, you know, obviously we were talking before the podcast, but I love this kind of bridging episode. Like at the end of an arc, you know, it's the because that's the thing. Like Pick sometimes the these episodes, sometimes these episodes don't work, right? Like you know, the the transition from like the you know the big season arc to like kind of how the the season's going to run its course out. Mm. You know, usually like mm. one or two episodes, and like sometimes like they're pretty barren and it's like more or less like filler and kind of killing time whereas this you know there's you know some plot stuff going forward but it's always a lot a lot of lore building which is always like up yours and i's alley so this yeah. i think this episode is just like full of like fun you know little tidbits here and action you know bringing back some characters we've briefly seen strong episode like the ending of the last last episode is like you know still by far i think the best episode of the season mm-hmm. and i think this is I think this is the best way, you know, to the descent from from what that ended. So, you know, we got the, yeah, it's just great episode. Like, super depressing, like mm. ultra depressing, um, in so many ways. But uh, how about you? It's crazy. I feel like I like this episode more than I should have. Like, this is like in my top three episodes of the show for me, probably. Um, yeah, I could. It's if I really sat down, I bet you it'd be similar for me. Yeah. It's weird because there's only 10 episodes so far, and I'm like, oh, what are my favorite few? And 10 is such a small sample size. But, like, these are, I don't know, there's something about this that I really liked. I, I think I loved the tone changes. And this also felt, yes. it also felt like a really strong animation episode. Um, mm-hmm. But, the, again, they, yeah, and they're just operating at a really high level, right? Because it's like, mm-hmm. is this better than every Chainsaw Man episode it's like no but they're all pretty damn good i can think of a couple scenes that like don't fit with the rest because they're not of superb quality in like some episodes Mm -hmm. but like otherwise the bar is extremely high and this just this is this meets that standard um i i feel like i mean it's not a revelation to say that aki kind of feels like the heart of the show right now there's a really yeah it's interesting because he's they've done a a very good job of like kind of putting him front and center this whole run like it's denji's story but like there's more again we're always going back to like jujitsu kaisen but like there's always been like an air of like mystery with like megumi right yeah and you know like itadori's like a lot of the focus on itadori you know megumi stuff is here and there and you know in a similar way like you know kind of you know the comparing the two but aki they're like they really filled his story out they had like he's already had his up and down moments you know major up and down moments yeah um and also too like his emotional break this episode is like a scene like that is so hard in anime it's so hard to get it right because it's fine like an emotional like especially the crying is hard to get sometimes you know like just like the overwhelming moments like you know some some shows land like like Tokyo Revengers, you know, like freaking, uh, you know, uh, Takamichi, you know, they're like, he, you know, he's crying or he's, you know, trying to get a point across with crying or even like in a, a solemn moment by himself, like stuff like that doesn't land. Again, the tones of the show are different, but well, I was there's... just, I think to me, the standout scene of the episode was when he kind of, everyone finally leaves and he just lets it go. And of t- course, Denji's standing outside the fucking door. <laughs> of course he is. So I agree with a lot of what you said. I think there's a, po- there's a thing with like... With anime, where you kind of suspend your sense of disbelief, right? It's just Mm -hmm. by nature of the medium. And we've talked before about, you know, the uncanny valley. And I swear I'm going to connect these two points. But I think my thought is sometimes 
you know, you don't want anime to be incredibly, like, reflective of real life a lot of the time, right? Because there's all kinds of different genres, shonens, and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. it, it's not, it can't possibly be realistic. But mm-hmm. when characters behave in a way that regular, quote, regular people wouldn't behave, it really takes you out of it. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, it's it's dehumanizing. And even though, like, it's not a live action and it's not supposed to be based in, quote, our reality, like you really lose the audience when you go with that kind of over-the-top Takemichi-style stuff or the way, like, mm-hmm. Zenitsu behaves a lot of the time yeah. in Demon oh, Slayer, yeah. especially season one. Like, mm-hmm. that stuff can really rip you out of the, the story. But, like, Absolutely. it's simultaneously not exactly trying to be superhuman, right? Mm-hmm. But something about Chainsaw Man, like, they, they can kind of bounce around where, like, they're balancing that, like, kind of funny over-the-top humor with Denji and Power... And then have like Fuck, this... I love those two. I love those two. Just yeah. like when it's just you know, <laughs> like bouncing off each other, like you know, two they had energetic a molecules. Yeah, really strong episode. Uh, very yes. Itadori Nabara, right? One hundred percent. Yeah. But like they can go from that to like Aki's breakdown scene, and it yep, and it doesn't feel weird. Like we have watched a lot of shows, probably some even this year. I mean, actually, we're going to talk about one next. That like sometimes the emotional stakes do not land because they're not believable and like you've conjured the moment yes to try and like fit it in the story beat and in this moment aki's breakdown makes all the sense in the world and it's it fe- legit yeah, sad. it's it's the difference between theatrics and you know like a like a like a moment you know yeah. like it's like a natural moment so it's you know you can yeah it's like you said you can you can always see them setting up the scene in in some in some ways, but there's nothing better than like when it naturally flows through. But yeah, it's crazy because the you can feel him holding it. But it's so crazy, like this medium. You can literally, I I like me me personally, you can feel Aki holding it back when he kind of awakens. Mm-hmm. Fucking you know, like power and Denji just kind of like you know, he, I don't know if those were his apples. Like someone dropped those up for him and like they were taking them, or Denji brought them with him. Yeah, but uh, you know, it just the. You can see just like the you know the reservation, which he's a very reserved character, and you know he finally he probably hasn't been alone for quite some time because mm-hmm. he's had to live with these two idiots. Um, but yeah, to see him let it loose was just like a really 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 powerful moment. Yeah. But uh, also him like you know they did like uh, a couple really cool moments of like oh is that where the episode is ending? Like there's no way the episode yeah, is ending here, kind of moments. And of course like the actual ending of the episode is you know him getting the new t- the the contract is like. Now that's a fucking cliffhanger, you know. Like they give us a little bit of something. We get the name of a devil. We get you know, like kind of like a, you know, kind of haunting but sort of serene final shot before the episode comes to a close. And I think Aki's, Aki is about to have a wild journey. Like I, yeah. of anything going forward, he is who I'm most looking forward to watch. Originally, it was kind of Denji and Power, but Aki is I think where the juice is at going forward. So. I I totally agree. Um. Okay, let's just list or quickly, quickly go through some of the biggest, like, kind of bombs of the episode. So, sure. Aki, you know, I, I rewatched it to make sure I didn't miss anything, but he's got two years left to live, is what the curse yes. tells him. Uh, based on, mm-hmm. you know, we knew there'd be a price to pay of him using that sword. Um, I really didn't think it would be that bad. <laughs> so that's Well, he used tough. it three times, right? Yeah. In the last episode, I think uh, Himeno made a reference of... Um, I can't remember if she said that it had so many uses left. Yeah, I don't or know. like you know, it, literally, it's him. So I, I should go back and watch that. Actually, well, the you're talking about the hotel episode. 
Yes. I think, I thought, she said something about, like, there's an incredibly steep price for him to pay if he uses the sword. And I think, like, she let it kind of hang in the air, and we didn't know how bad it was going to be. And then the next episode, he uses it, and now we're finding out that he's only got two years left. That's what I thought well, happened. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm misremembering, but I swear there was a scene where she essentially asked, like, how many uses he has left. And he mm. said three, and then he used it three times in the oh, last episode. Oh, okay, maybe I completely missed... Maybe, I might be misremembering. Yeah. But I, I feel like there was a question asked in the hotel of, like, how many uses is left. No, if you were to use it. No, possible I missed that. Inter- okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, we'll loop back on that next week. We will. But anyway, he's got two years left, and he really doubles down when the public safety people ask him, like, what do you want to do? That was a big character moment. Yeah. It was a very much like that yep. he's showing who he is in that moment. And and what mm-hmm. did you think just about Denji kind of feeling detached? I thought that was an interesting like, is he changing kind of like Frodo with the ring a little bit? Like not lip like in that sense, but like he took something kind of different into his body and now he doesn't care that these people have died because he's asking himself like, shouldn't I be upset about this? Or do so, you yeah. think he's so just a I weird, think... he's just a typical teenager who's confused about all his feelings i think they're playing around with it a little bit but there's a moment so yes i think like he's more or less stating the obvious of like you know like yes i think my body is changing due to the fact of like what him and pochita went through mm-hmm. and you know such the, the the coming together but at the end of the episode um or i, I actually i guess it would be not quite the the closing of power in denji's arc this episode but they're still at the graveyard and you know the uh, the the new teacher guy he he's gone and he's on the ground and essentially he's like it almost felt like he was trying to cry like he was overwhelmed or whatever and like he kind of couldn't cuz it sounded kind of fake and then you know kind of power i think power oh. cuts the scene off no she beats the crap out of him she goes yeah, yeah so i'm wondering... and she bashes his face in over and over again so I don't know, like I said, that I need I need to rewatch because that's what stuck out to me. Like, oh shit! Like, is he trying to feel right now? Oh, like see. he's bur- burdened. <laughs> the way I so, thought about, I, I interpreted that scene is I thought his he was like his brain was fucked because he wasn't healing and he had just been killed for the twentieth time by their teacher. <laughs> oh, see, that's that's the show, man. Like it could be you know, there's so many angles that it could be slicing from. It's, Yo, uh, it's fascinating, but uh, yeah. How about the teacher, best boy voice actor, showed up? Oh, yeah. What's his yeah. name, Grant? <laughs> like, the way the house husband guy? Uh, oh, my God. Uh, I, I was just so Kenjiro. positive you would know. Yeah. Wait, did yeah. you say it? Kenjiro. I know. Uh, Ken, uh, Kenjiro. Something um, or other. But he's yeah. one of our favorites. He yeah. is... Um, the goat. He's the goat. He's Nanami in Jujutsu Kaisen. He's the beholder in Two Eternity. He's the protagonist. Tatsu in... from way the house husband. Yeah, right. Where, uh, where the house husband? He is uh, the dog in Sunny Boy. Um, he's oh, yeah. yeah. He's he's got so many great roles, but... and he. Uh, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're stands for him. Um, but yeah, that Seriously. was. I was like, oh, I really hope they get him to do something. And of course, he has this badass character, so that's pretty dope. Okay. His yeah, his full introduction to this episode was pretty interesting. I loved I, I every like scene he was in. I love that there's like a training arc. I love that. I said out loud. I was like, "Oh shit, training arc on round." Fuck yeah! I was like, Ooh, "I hope next. I hope next episode we get a montage." Um, oh yeah. I have one last silly question that I'm kind of surprised we didn't ask each other in episode one. And if we did, okay, feel free to show up and pull out the receipts. Like, 
and this could be a really stupid question, but I feel like we have to get it on record. Is Do you feel it's at all weird how similar Miss Makima and Power look alike? Oh. Like, just because oh. their hair is very similar shades, their faces are similar, other than, like, obviously the the horns, they wear the exact same outfit. Now, they've been in the same room to each with each other, and I think they've talked to each other, maybe. Um, well, so it's obviously not the know. same girl. Well, no, but, but the thing is, like, power is essentially possessing the body. Yeah. Right? So we don't know who that person was beforehand. Right. So we don't know if that was a body given to power or if that was a body that power right. took for herself. So you never know. But, um, yeah, I know the, the hair color. Because there's also someone in the op with a similar hair color too yeah okay i just thought it was worth asking because i was like what like these characters are gonna have to interact a lot they're part of the main cast they look eerily similar way redder i find is it yeah it's a a deeper red whereas i think powers is like a dirty blonde i just thought they were close because i confused them because they're at one point because they're like their wardrobe they wear the same thing and the Mm. the same length hair and it's like similar color anyway they're all g-men okay um great episode i loved it i loved it a ton um now we're going to talk about my hero academia season six episode 11 dobby's Mm. dance there's your spoiler warning (laughs) i hated the dance i thought that was stupid (laughs) as shit how about that that here's your hot take yeah i was dumb dumb as balls so i okay because i know you've been sitting on a spoiler for quite some time from my hero is uh, it this no actually so Leanne i thought we might s- see it I'm, I'm sitting on two unfortunately but i think oh, I, really? uh, yeah i think i'm th- sitting on a real bad one but whatever so like a week into season five so like two maybe two episodes in to season five liana like major like future spoiler of like essentially like the reveal of like who dobby was and uh you know, like, you and I, I think we were already, like, checked out or whatever. Maybe it was a little further into season five, and, you know, she had seen it, she had, like, seen it again, and I was like, oh, I'd like, just tell me. And so she told me, and I was like, oh, interesting. So I've been, like, waiting for, like, this moment to come. You and, son of uh, a bitch. it's funny, because I don't know if you were kind of hinting at this in earlier in the Chainsaw Man talk, but, like, do you feel that this was an organic reveal? Not whole, really. No, it kind of felt like it was just like plopped in, in our laps a little bit. It's, it's a, like, I don't want to be overly critical, so here's what I'll say. Um, I enjoyed it. Like, I as it was happening, I was like, this is fun. Yeah. But, like... Music was great. Music was great, and, like, you know, it felt epic and big, and I recognized it was supposed to be, like, a moment. Like, aside from not liking, like, the dance thing, because I was overdone, but, like, you know, I was like, this is good for... Uh, for my hero you know this is good for like the development of the show and and whatnot Mm. but like simultaneously i was like you know obviously in terms of like reveals and like dramatic reveals like this isn't the pinnacle of that you know what i mean this isn't like this isn't um your triple a title like it just didn't feel like that because like i don't know i feel like we've kind of I'm really, really digging six, season six, but I feel like I, I won't lump you in with me, but like, I've definitely been bitching a little bit about like how far into my hero we are. Sure. And like, for this to become like a narrative with like a meaningful beginning, middle and end, mm. like it needs to be way shorter. Like the time spent is just like not qualitative, it's quantitative. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it was just like, oh, look, another reveal from a character like collectively we've spent like two episodes with but we know we've known for six years <laughs> sure i was yeah. just i felt like a you know a better quality show would have done a would have done a better job but that's mm-hmm. not that's my hero isn't trying to be chainsaw man right it's trying to be my hero no no it's not i will say as a mouthful there apologies. was a point no 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 not at all um there's definitely a point in it where i really grabbed on to because you, you and I were, you know, pretty quick to, like, point out the Endeavor stuff last season. Mm. You know, and, like, like, some of this was, like, you know, this is, like, a little weird. And, like, how the, it's a little, like, you know, revisionist history and kind of, like, for, you know, kind of, like, you know, kind of, like, just, uh, you know, dusting away, like, yeah, the problems. But... Like, the problematic stuff of Endeavor. Yeah. And I think we had, we had they were bringing it up for a reason. Because, obviously, it was going to get, like, there's going to be, like, a handoff at some point, which was this episode. But I think when they got into that and, like, kind of... You know, again, kudos to the you know the vocal performance uh, or mm-hmm. even the voice performance of Dobby this episode. Like, there's points where it was like a little you know very over the top, but like for the most part, when it was kind of really heated, you know the you know no pun intended there, <laughs> but um, that that flash fire was pretty cool at the end of the episode. But that was dope. Um, that anyway, was dope. I, I like the the way they drew they they draw they drawed attention back to the Endeavor stuff was like really well handled. I really really liked the back and forth of like is this recorded dialogue versus what he's saying in the moment. And they actually, you could tell at a point where it was two different voiceovers. It was the same guy talking, obviously, yeah. but it was, you could tell one was the broadcast. One was like in the moment editing wise. I think it was like very, very well done. Like it's such a weird thing to say, like in, in, in a, in a scene like this. Um, but I, I, I really like that. And, uh, you know, I'm just ready for Totoro. Like, you know, Leanne and I were talking about it. I was like, what the fuck? Like, Todoroki's been sitting on the back bench for, like, way too long. Like, we need him. Like, obviously, this is his moment to, like, throw down. Yeah, he better um, have some moments. I agree with that. But, uh, but yeah. See, so it's... I, I, like, just to your point, I think, you know, you're a little more positive than me. But that's that's good. I think, like, you make a good point about the Endeavor stuff. And maybe mm-hmm. I'm just being negative. But, like, you're right. We did detect that early. And I think yeah. part of the problem is I completely fucking forgot about it. <laughs> like, there's just, <laughs> there's so, there have been so many episodes. This is episode 100 yeah. and something or other. Like, you know, and they like laid some breadcrumbs back in season five, however many months or a year ago. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, right. This connects. Cause... And, you know, we had, we had the Dobby and Hawk stuff too. That Like, they were playing around with that last season as well. You know, yeah, and, and they... kind of not trusting. So, like, we knew... I think we all kind of knew a moment was going to come. And, like, you know, Endeavor's yeah. original arc about being, like, a shite father started back in season two. And then they, quote, yeah. fix it in season... F- it's like, what? What's going... Yeah. I don't know. It just... <laughs> it's a little too, um... The... Like, the... It's a little bit too much long-term thinking. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, it's kind of like a george R. R. martin book it's like all right we're gonna introduce you to ned now so that you mm. really appreciate what he does six books later <laughs> and it's just like how can anyone keep up anyway yeah maybe i'm just being i'm being negative nancy let's move on to spy family something something positive dave this is a fucking great episode this is a. Uh, it's probably the best episode of the season yeah this is a. Uh, it's funny because i was gonna say it barely features anya and your um, but they have a good, pretty good scene. I think, like, what I learned is I really enjoyed all the spy shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was really, really fun. And then they pull a 
full like 180 halfway through the episodes because like they just or have halfway through the episode they just turn off the mission mission success i thought it was going to take the whole episode and then we have mm. this whole like bonus scene side quest with your and anya at the <laughs> exhibition tennis match i don't know man it worked for me it was like i said there's not much to really break down at all but like just fun lots of laugh out loud moments like the whole the whole scene of nightfall trying to hold back the tennis ball from yours serve is like you know the cut to white and blue and like you know it was like it was like a dragon ball z moment you know like holding back the blast and the the inner dialogue just great stuff like you're you're good to bring that up i have that right here in my notes is like one thing that i liked in particular like i liked the tennis match i like the spy stuff yada 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 but like they experimented with the animation this episode like they intentionally like did different genres and different styles of anime and they plopped it yes. in the middle like <clears throat> throughout and that was really cool well there was a moment in the tennis match where like lloyd kind of catches on i think it was like after like the first sniper shot and then you know like you could feel like you know the wit studio like engine firing up and like just like between like the you know the it was like watching like attack on titan for a hot second no you it, know like the aerial moves and that i was like oh like we know this work before you know you can see the imprint of the, of the studio in, in the scenes like that it was very very cool yeah they had killer choreography lighting effects yeah. they did a bunch of like they flexed their muscles a little bit in this episode and like spy yeah. family just spy families had some fun action but like they've never really blown your hair back like that. Um, the last time we saw something this kind of like um, notable is what? the the episode when Yor was drunk and she throws down with Lloyd. I think it's like the the spy episode where like they kind of rent out the yeah. park and make the it like a mission core? or whatever. In the first quarter, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Just, I think, yours... Uh, I, I, most of the time, I think any time yours, like, really animated, um, the kind of, I think, takes everyone's breath yeah. away. Just, they, it, they are very good at action. Does it feel like it, it's kind of become Twilight's show a little bit? Maybe just maybe just because it's this yeah. last two-episode run and the tennis match and all that. Yeah, it could be because I was I was reading. I think it was this episode discussion thread. There was a one one part of it. Um, someone kind of brought up of like, is it just me or is like your like really underserved? Like, is she just like this kind of like helpless you know housewife or whatever? And like, you know, like obviously she's an assassin and she has like her own her own deal, but she kind of seems like a back burner character yeah. for the majority of the show. And someone pointed out of like maybe this is spoilers, but like there's like a major like action ish theme like your arc at some point in the future and like really put some like light in her character so that's, yeah i don't know if it's season two or not but like i think your needs a little extra treatment yeah I'm, yeah i would agree with that because anytime like they decide to make her character do something like it's all it always works like the voice actors yeah. solid the animation is always good it always lands for me um yeah mm -hmm. random thought okay um let's get into the news feed we have a lot yeah. to talk about the name of the game here, Grant, is Efficiency. Let's do it. Okay, I'll start us off. We should start with just in general um, that The Hollywood Reporter and then like Variety and like all that shite, um, <laughs> all of those publications, <laughs> excuse me, um, <laughs> reported a really big leak from Warner Brothers slash, uh, slash DC HQ um, because as as some of you will remember, and we've talked about it on this show as well, James Gunn is now the co-CEO of the DC, just the specifically EU. the DC EU, along with uh, another dude named Peter 
James Gunn obviously making the rounds right now promoting Guardians of the Galaxy, and then he'll be uh, doing that again when the movie comes out. He just did the rounds for the uh, for the holiday special. But once that's done, he's like restructuring the entire DCEU. And he accepted that gig within the last three months, I want to say. Like he's done... So. Yeah, he did The Suicide Squad for them. He did Peacemaker for them. They're very happy with both, both of those things. And they're greenlighting him to do... Uh, they've already greenlit a second season of Peacemaker, and I think like they're just so happy with the relationship with them that like they brought him in as co-CEO. So mm. there's your backstory. What happened was a lot of the proposed changes to the DCEU got leaked. Um, some of the original leaks are big, like Wonder Woman 3 is not going to be done. Um, DC is going to release Aquaman 2 and then immediately kill any potential of a, of a sequel. Uh, and they'll pull him from the franchise in general. Um, Man of Steel 2 with Henry Cavill, completely quite, completely back to a question mark status. Hmm. Um, there's speculation on uh, James Gunn himself not liking Henry Cavill. Um, and then there's... So weird. Very random. And then uh, like the stuff that came out about The Flash was weird. Like They're like, oh, we're releasing that. It's like a Spider-Way, Spider-Man No Way Home kind of movie because it's apparently, quote, multi-universal. Which, hmm. spoiler alert. But I think that's known because, like, they got Michael Keaton in it. And Ben Affleck. And too, Ben Affleck. So yeah, there must be yeah, yeah. something like that. But then James Gunn went on Twitter and, like, kind of... He didn't debunk this, but basically what he said was... So, we, you know, we've just really started working at the DCEU, but we're trying to figure out not what the next movie looks like, but what the next 10 years looks like. So, yes, there's going to be really intense changes. Some of the ones that have come out are true. Some are half true. Some are not true at all. And then he like went out of his way to de- to debunk and be like, I it, have no problem with Henry Cavill. This is false. And then he reported he reported. Then he said to someone like, "What about Superman though? Is it a priority?" And then he said, "Yes, arguably the highest priority." Hmm. Um, but like no no, you know, confirmation or concrete announcements from him or uh, Warner Brothers slash DCU. Um, all right, what do you think about all that? It's kind of like what we've all been saying, like, amongst ourselves for, like, a couple of years now, you know? Like, they, not that they needed uh, a shake-up, or, or by any means. Well, I think they, well, they did, did, but I think they needed some structure, you know? And mm-hmm. uh, more or less, like, a consistent battle plan. And, uh, you know, whether James Gunn is, you know, whether this is a good thing or a bad thing, because, you know restructuring is good but you know the you know essentially the men at arms might not all you know be on the same page as him you know so it's yeah this could be a lot of pushback and a lot of you know creatives walking away from the stuff but you know like he like I said you've said like the peacemaker and the suicide squad or peacemaker and suicide squad were um you know big hits and very well written and great direction you know like peacemaker is one of the best things i've watched uh live action in quite some time um, yeah, he, he's uh, had... But yeah, so I don't know, it's it's very strange. It's interesting, right? Because James Gunn, I mean, if you look at just... Um, if you look at superhero movies in general, both across the board, DC and Marvel, like, James Gunn's had some very strong showings. Like, his at-bat mm-hmm. is pretty damn solid. But I'm, I'm really sure. curious about this. Because, like, you get... You hear these stories all the time. Like, just because you're a top-performing employee does not mean you would be a good manager. You know what I mean? Like, the, mm-hmm. like... He's about to 
he's currently taking on a universal generational decade-long project that requires a ton of foresight and a lot of unpredictable variables you know what i mean like i don't think kevy kevin feige could do what he's done twice you know what i mean like that's like a one in no, a life once no, in a lifetime no. kind of pulling off that that infinity saga like i don't think you could do a repeat of that and i think they're seeing that now too it's interesting to that like warner brothers and james gunn and dc in general are willing to be like okay let's restart like just the way superhero yeah. movies are going these days like you want to you want to hit the erase button like maybe they're not gonna <laughs> you know what i mean like it's crazy that they're starting yeah. over because they they spent so much time and money trying to fast track their these movies to like catch up with marvel and it just didn't really work and i'm curious like are you gonna reset the whole universe or are you just gonna pick and choose the things you like like if you like well in cavill you'll keep him but you'll kill wonder woman 3 like what i'm just very curious well i i the wonder woman thing like the just you know 1984 was just like absolutely like torn yeah, well, was, apart yeah, by you know bad. every just about every every outlet so like the future of that i think that's just you know i think that's considered why potentially um yeah but you know dc has a history like you know like i you know i get more on the comic side but you know they've i think more than marvel like they're very friendly to the idea of like all right reboot <laughs> like it's all like batman stuff like that's true you eh? know like all this and that like they're they're very quick to like hit a fresh slate hit it with the times you know kind of make it more you know like you know you, you know this and that so you know like the idea of them doing that for the movies like it's way budget wise is like you know night and day but can, um it's it's not like unheard of in their realm can so you can you imagine now this is like i think I can already poke holes in this in this like fan service theory, so like don't take me at my word. Sure. I'm just thinking out loud. But like, can you imagine if he kills all the shit parts of the DCEU? Like he gets rid of Aquaman and he gets rid of the Flash, mm. even though that's like a question mark, and he gets rid of Wonder Woman, and like maybe recast some of those projects. I don't know, but he he cost cuts and kills all those projects, and then he backs up a truckload of money over to uh, Todd Phillips and joaquin phoenix and uh robert pattinson and your boy and he goes please for the love of god join us in a in a universal reboot we'll do it together we'll focus on quality this isn't going to be justice league (laughs) i think the success of joker part two Mm. is going to be very closely looked at for dc in this whole restructure process whether it becomes canon into this new world which i don't think it will yeah but it just seems like if they see the success of i think i really think they should just kind of like fuck it and like just go full edgy make it as dark as they possibly can and just be like you know marvel's doing their thing but we're gonna do our thing but like even then like peacemaker it feels like a cartoon in ways you know like it's it's uh yeah you're right it really toes a fun line so it's you know you can't make everything tonality all the same. That's yeah. that's I think that's uh, an impossible task. But you know, at least trying to get a little bit of, you know, some cohesion with the themes and, and, and the well, stories. But yeah, I wonder. Too many cooks. Too the, many. Cooks there are is, too many I cooks. Think DC's problem. Yeah. God, but I, I I love this shit. I love the. Uh, I know you do too. Like the announcements, yeah. how they how they're gonna run, quote run the business, because mm. you know 
on this uh, podcast probably within the last few months. We were talking on the news feed about like, and we're kind of laughing about it, as was everyone else. Like, DC assures fans, don't worry, we're looking, we're trying to come up with a plan. And it's like, that's your news? <laughs> like, you're only now realizing there was a problem? Like, yeah, yes, we, uh, so we've heard you for the last six years, and we've decided there is, in fact, a problem. And now we are considering some action. We don't know what that action is yet. We are... We are looking for a new head of yeah. uh, all our expanded universe. We we might have someone, but feel free to apply. <laughs> it did not strike us that we needed a head of this operation. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, very, very curious oh, how that goes. Okay. Um, all right. Plowing on here. we got a couple of anime announcements. Uh, and one That's is big. Right here. So... First, Demon Slayer Season 3, they put out a little teaser this week. Um, it looked good. It. Yeah. I it, it. I broke my rule. I was like, fuck it. It's not coming out until like 2024. I'm just going to watch it. But it's <laughs> funny. It's coming, uh, what does it say? <laughs> yeah. April 2023? April 2023. And Way there's like, sooner than I thought it would. Same here. And there's a whole thing. You should check out, you know, like Demon Slayer is like the biggest thing on the planet now. Grant and I were talking like, you can see the merch everywhere. So, yeah. Chances are, if you're listening to this, you're probably a fan. But the reason I say this is check out the announcement, and it might be on like their Demon Slayer website. They're doing a whole thing where they're going to stream the final episodes of Season 2, and then an hour-long special of Season 3 in like select theaters like globally. They're doing a world tour with the voice actors, I think. like They're really going for it. Yeah, this is um, big. They, this, this screams like they got something special. Like, yeah. And yeah, I, I don't know why. Maybe I'm just still hyped from you know the ending of uh, season two, which again was fucking dynamite there. But um, which um, you know double dynamite. That was that was shit was insane. But I yeah. I, I think this is gonna be big. The, there's something you wrote here, Tom, that I did not know until I opened our our, our oh, show. No. I hope you're not um, upset. Is that a big spoiler for you? No, no, no. no. Well, it's yeah, you know, like you would find out in the moment. That's not like a lore thing. You know, it's not like a, yeah. A I, I don't know what it is, but like they said it. Like, Demon Slayer, the public, like, the people over at the studio were like, and also, because of this arc, Zenitsu and Inosuke will not have screen time in season three. Very they're, curious. They're big characters. They're, like, a part, like, the main trio. Like, yeah. the expectation would be they're there. I think they're just covering their ass. I yeah. think that's what that is. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. It, yeah, like, the fact that they used the character names and all that, I'm assuming it's because of the, that there's two Hashira and, like... It might just be too many cooks. I don't know. Too many cooks again. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm so excited for that. We, we will, in one way, shape, or form, be covering, like, you know, the news that continues to come out about Demon Slayer, and then also, you know, the uh, the season three, and, like, however that all shakes out, we will be covering it in some way, shape, or form. Dave, if it does not come near us, there's going to be a road trip involved. Yeah, it'll be fun. I want to see that the entertainment district, at the very least, the entertainment district, arc ending on a big screen i i agree that'd be really fun man we should we should keep an eye out um okay and then lastly dr stone season three no air date but uh slated for the spring fucking a yeah couldn't be sooner i wish it could be sooner god damn dr stone yes sir all right um so the this is kind of interesting this is kind of like you know anime manga adjacent so jump festa which is uh, a shonen jump yearly event i think they do it every christmas or december um so for the first time they're going to broadcast it in english um through the shonen jump youtube channel 
Um, and so it's going to be a combination of uh, English subtitles and they're going to have an English interpreter on screen uh, for the... Um, because they're doing like voice cast interviews for oh, okay. for some for for some of the panels. So essentially, what this show is it's it's not it's not a new show by any or uh, get together by any means. Get together, Jesus Christ, con <laughs> whatever whatever you want to call it. It's so late. We're event, so event rather. I got um, you. So it, it's all like the show and jump show. So like there's um like a Black Clover movie coming out within the next week. So they're gonna cover like stuff like that and. You know, Jujutsu Kaisen and Demon Slayer. So, like, you know, sometimes it's it'll be cool because sometimes there's announcements in this event. Sometimes there's updates on shows that have been announced. So, it'll be a fun one for us uh, English-speaking uh, anime lovers. Um, tune in. So, this one's really cool. So, uh, Hayao Miyazaki's uh, new movie today got a poster and a release date. Uh, so, that's coming out in Japan July 14th, 2023. And the title is tentatively, How Do You Live? Um you got to check out this poster, Dave. It's it's fucking weird. Um, it's like a bird right of some now. sort. Yeah. Blue, beautiful, like, hand-painted, like, blue and yellow and white. Very, very cool stuff. Um, I, I don't think... I can't remember the last, like, Hayao Miyazaki movie. Like, you know, like what Studio Ghibli movie was the most recent one that he did? Uh, I, I mean, yeah, you're the expert. I have no idea. I'm looking yeah, at the... Yeah, uh, I don't know. So this poster. will be the first one that I can go see in a theater, at the very least. So that'll be fun. So, you know, hopefully in 2024, we get <laughs> did that. You, did you read uh, the uh, synopsis? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> uh, can I read it? It's one sentence. Yeah. It just yeah, sounds yeah. fun. The film depicts the psychological growth of a teenage boy through interactions with his friends and uncle. Oh, fuck. I, just love, <laughs> I, I love that they put the word psychological in there. Specifically psychological growth. God, I hope it's trippy. <sighs> Yeah, I love Ghibli movies. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, that is definitely we're seeing that one in the theater for sure. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, so Christopher Nolan is making the rounds. There's a. Did you see the uh, so his new movie Oppenheimer? A uh, couple of the uh, set photos came out today or yesterday. I did. That's how I found out Robert Downey Jr. is in this thing. Oh, I, I did know that. It's that's exciting because he he should do more non Marvel stuff. Uh, he, it's <laughs> time. He's a Robert. tremendous actor. Yes, it's yeah. time. You know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so there's like, you know, the news going around that, uh, he recreated the first nuclear blast, um, with no CGI and a lot of people are on the internet arguing that one out right now, which I think is so funny. <laughs> people all of a sudden are, uh, nuclear bomb experts. I'm okay. Yeah. So like, I didn't even read the full article, but here's what I'm, my yeah. guess it like, he likes to do everything without CG, right? Sure. I have two, yeah. I have two theories. My first is how the movie will go. And I apologize if I spoil this, it's just, I'm really artsy, and me and Nolan <laughs> think the same. Um, sure. But the prediction that I see that is most popular is that it's a black and white movie, and it goes to color when he when the bomb goes off, <laughs> which mm. would be like so Nolan. Um, yeah, or it's so Tarantino, really. And I pretty uh, Nolan too. Pretty though. Nolan, yeah. And as far as um, recreating the first nuclear blast, practically, like. I'm sure it's not a full-scale nuke because, like, the radiation and all... Like, I don't know. I'm sure he he made a big boom. And, like, it was in controlled circumstances. And maybe he had to, like, get some special approval or something. But, like, I like can't... Like the original nuclear blast. Like, it was out he, in the middle of the, the desert, you know? In yeah. Like I'm, I'm, and even then, like... It, or Nevada. I'm, the level of radiation it would put out, like, it, I don't know. I'm sure the full story will come out when he's promoting the hell out of this movie. And you know what? This is some good pre-promotion because people are talking about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he, he always, he loves inciting, like, a little bit of madness but between I'll, uh, 
film purists and not and all that for that i'll kind tell of you stuff. one so it's, it's one fun. thing though grant if mm-hmm. i can't hear this fucking movie in the theater he like that'll be one too many yeah all right yeah he this uh, audio shit better be tight well fuck i think uh i think i've told the story on the podcast before but when i saw dunkirk in mm-hmm. theaters my fingers were literally like pushing into my ears the entire time that was the loudest fucking movie i have ever heard in my life it was obscene it wasn't even imax it wasn't anything like that it was just <laughs> i felt like i was getting bombed on i like, challenge actually. anyone anyone and i you can't do this now to have you inter uh not interstellar what's the r pats one uh tenet oh uh tenet, i challenge yeah. anyone to tell me in their first viewing in a theater no closed captions that they heard more than 60% of the dialogue. Like, it was absurd, dude. And yeah. it's this intentionally overcomplicated plot to begin with, right? And you're trying to keep track, and it's like, I'm not going to do an impression of gunfire in the background and then trying to, like, <laughs> understand all the British accents. It's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and like, a kind of a good movie. I got, like, a I lot of, it. you know, kind of middling, confused reviews and all that. But, no, the sound, the sound is a problem. It's a recurring theme. Mm. like you're you know people like put you in like this like top 10 working directors of our generation like fix the fucking audio it's yeah. time actually here here's a here's a good segue so speaking of the audio of nolan's movie so hans zimmer right mm. um is doing the uh the soundtrack for the new dragon age game really? and second yeah second segue there is now a dragon age anime on netflix <laughs> it must come out today because uh i fired it it was just like the first thing that i saw i was like what I didn't know this yeah. existed. Has Hans Zimmer done? Announced. Has Hans Zimmer done video game stuff? Not before? that I know of. Not that I know of. But I, I wonder found if they, that very interesting. I wonder if they threw the bag at him. They had to have. Or just like some really intent, in, like interesting offer and creative liberty, and and then also a boatload of money. A company like EA would be the only one to be able to pull off a, a, yeah. a like a get like that. But I uh, just want to see how old he is. He's only sixty-five. Hans Zimmer? Yeah. yeah. He's not that old. I don't know. It's just, you know, he's been around and all that. I just thought he'd be older. Okay. Um, but, uh, so, yeah. So, there's a new, uh, you know, Dragon Age uh, anime. And then also Netflix. Netflix is once again cursing us anime fans. They have <laughs> announced a new live action movie. Anime, you know, anime live action movie. This time around, it is My Hero Academia. So, yeah. I don't I don't get of this. Any of, them, if, of any of them, this one will fail the hardest. Yeah, it's funny. This reminds me of the Warner Brothers conversation we had like five minutes ago. It's like th- there is so much feedback from anime people on what happens when you make live action projects. And mm-hmm. like, I, I have to be very clear here because like the way I phrased that sounded like it's a vocal minority and like they're still making their money back. But like they're mm-hmm. not like objectively like it's not anime fans who hated the death note movie it was everyone who hated the yeah. death you know what i mean yeah, yeah. like it's not uh this vocal you know small book reading slice that like doesn't like that didn't like the cowboy bebop show right like netflix killed that thing after 10 episodes mm-hmm. and they wanted to do a lot more like it's just weird like they haven't had a single at bat that has really dominated like those full metal alchemist movies and yet they just keep going i don't know maybe they do numbers you know um and the reviews just don't don't matter because like netflix has been publishing a lot of analytics lately sure um well but yeah i don't the know the only man. thing what i you know when i saw the news the the first thing that popped in my head is they because they 
they've been pretty confident about what they're doing with this One Piece show or movie. I'm not sure if it's a movie or show, actually. But Netflix is doing that. Like, they put out, like, a huge, like, casting call sheet. Or not casting call, but listen to, like, the, the full casting of the movie and who's playing who and, like, you know, the really... It, it just seemed like very like fans of of the material, which was like kind of nice to see. Mm. Um, you know, they did a lot of really cool tour sets, and I know they they did some stuff with Cowboy Bebop, but you would think after Cowboy, they they'd kind of just give it up and like hopefully get a good one to work before they go further. But this this is a messy IP for them, but it's superhero stuff, and I'm sure kids are gonna go ape shit for it. But um, but yeah, I don't yeah. know this dodgy. It it's just weird. I just like. Yeah this hasn't been successful yet. Like, you know, I even saw like the trailer for Dragon Age starting to like auto play. And even right there, I was like, man, this feels like such a risk, like more, uh, video game to anime adaptations. Like that's always a risk. Now we've had some great ones lately and hopefully we have more to come, but like adapting that kind of material is risky and anime to live action has just been rough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just in general, the whole genre, the whole attempt. I'm sure there are exa- examples of exceptions. If you want mm-hmm. to send them our way, and we'll check them out. But like, in I just in the last decade, it just feels like it hasn't gone well. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We shall see. All yeah. I am morbidly curious though. Like when that one comes out, <sighs> I'll definitely check it. So. Yeah, I'll give you morbidly curious. Um, <laughs> all right, let's close out on the Golden Globe Awards. I think uh, their nominations are out for this year, and I'm not a you know diehard Golden Globe guy, but I do always find we've talked about the Emmys and award shows in general on this show. Mm-hmm. It is interesting, right? It does show you kind of where things are either headed or kind of the critical consensus. They are not infallible. We've talked about how they can be, you know, political at times and not necessarily an indicator of quality. But all that said, I still find it interesting. Um, I think, Grant, probably the biggest upset um, that you and I will care about, and keep in mind this isn't the Emmys, this is Golden Globes, but Patty Considine for uh, House of the Dragon was not nominated. Absolutely insane. Um, (laughs) Emma Darcy, uh, who plays uh, Rhaenyra, was nominated. Oh, okay. Um, and I think House of the Dragon, the sh- uh, yes, it was House of the Dragon for actual like best drama was also nominated, but nothing for Patty, which I gotta say, well, is that's pretty... a pretty, that's a pretty heavy best actor. Yeah, like Jeff Bridges, Kevin Costner, Diego Luna, Bob Odenkirk, and Adam Scott. Yeah, who's your favorite? Who's Adam Scott got it. Out of that, um, I watched, I I've watched uh, three out of five. Um, I've you never s- watched Yellowstone. That's me neither. 40 year old mom porn from what i've heard uh you know what i mean it's like that show just reeks of like uh, sons of anarchy it's just my mother was telling me how much she likes it (laughs) 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 um and i watched some of that old man show but it's just like jeff bridges being jeff bridges like i don't think that's you know groundbreaking by any means if i had to i would hope either bob odenkirk or adam scott get it like that severance performance was out of control. So here's like, here's what I think you do to satisfy everyone. You know, my greedy heart wants Adam Scott <laughs> to win because um, yeah. I love Severance so much for that category. But mm. I think, and I might be wrong, dude. I think didn't we talk about it on this show? Like, it, doesn't Better Call Saul have some absurd record of like ninety nine nominations and zero wins? 
Yeah. Oh, and see, I just realized Rhea Seahorn didn't even get nominated for Better Call Saul. Yeah. Uh, see, that's fucking silly. That's, so, a big, that's a huge upset. But, like, I think this is his last season, right? To his last it's, chance to win, Odenkirk? Yeah, it's done. Yeah. So, I, else, but, it's uh, kind of like Mad Men. I'd like him to go out on a whim. On a win. Excuse me. Mm. Um, interesting. Anyway, uh, Best Performance Actress, TV Drama, Emma Darcy, Laura Linney Ozark, Melda Staunton. Laura Linney might take that. Yeah, Hilary Swank and Zendaya. Uh, we're not going to read the all of these, but... Um, this old man show, it's funny that it got has as many... Um, as many nominations as I'm as I'm seeing. Oh, we, it's we, good. Like it is good, but it's it's just very. Uh, I don't know. It's. Uh, I only got like three or four episodes in. I didn't finish it. Uh, I think there's ten, but it, like it's it, it is good. It's a cool spy thriller, but um, I don't know. Just it, it didn't blow me away. So to see all these awards, there must be something I'm missing. Um, best television series, best television series, musical or comedy. I don't know if a couple of these are comedy, man. Um, Abbott Elementary, The Bear, mm. Hacks, Only Murders in the Building, and Wednesday. Would you put The Bear as a comedy? Mm. Is it more yeah. comedy than drama? I, uh, well, mm. I would say more drama, but it's definitely trying to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do think that might end up working because that way um, the main actor whatever his name is, actually gets nominated in the comedy category. So, like, he doesn't have to go up against... <laughs> the heavyweights. The heavyweights, so that yeah. might, like, help him out. But I saw Bill Hader and uh, Donald Glover nominated mm. as actors um, for mm. Atlanta and Barry. And, oh, and that's also where Jer- Jeremy Allen White is for the bear. So, actually, he is going up against... Actually, that's a stack mm. category. Best actor in a TV series, musical, or comedy. Donald Glover, Bill Hader, Steve Martin... Martin Short, Jeremy Allen White. Well, I don't know, because see, like, Atlanta's done. This is uh, his last season. Oh, is it? Yeah. And Damn. this season of Barry was unhinged. Like, he was... It was terrifying, yeah. Really. I bet you Henry Winkler. Oh, see? Oh, man, and the best best supporting, Henry Winkler versus John Turturro. Oh, no. But, uh, Split it yeah. in half. Split it in half. I think Henry Winkler's won it for Barry already, though. John uh, Probably once or twice. Yeah. He, I know a minimum of one time. Anyway, if we we're just gonna keep going down this goddamn list. But uh, yeah, it's out. easy to get distracted. That'll be, yeah, that'll be interesting to to watch. I know I know people tend to punch down on the Golden Globes a bit. Yeah, uh, they've had a couple controversial uh, years. Yeah, um, specifically last year was pretty big. What was uh, the controversy there? Brad? I believe it was due. Oh, now I'm really digging deep in my head. Didn't um, their ratings a... like like drop by some absurd proportion? No, is it's just, it's. So the association that is associated, essentially like the governing body of the Golden Globes kind of got a bit of hot water of like, uh, just overall representation, like in the yeah. committee. Yeah, and I remember that. And there seemed to be a lot of like, you know, international stuff kind of being pushed away side, you know, versus, I, like I said, I'm kind of butchering it because I think it was like, you know, a year and a half ago. And I think the response to it was like highly criticized or something. I think they yeah. were like getting yeah, called yeah. out on not having... A lot of like a super diverse representative nomination list, and then they responded poorly or something. Yeah, and in a year where like a lot of those like nominations should have gone to like a, a lot of other people, they were kind yeah. of left out in the cold due to again the governing body. But sure. I, all I know is the Golden Globes are kind of a joke <laughs> amongst a lot of 
people, yeah. uh, especially like in the industry. So it's this precursor um, to the quote real nomination season, right? With the yeah. Emmys for TV and the Oscars for movies. Yeah. All right. Um, hell of a news feed. Lots like I we said at the top that we had a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get into the second half of anime stuff with To Your Eternity. <laughs> like, did you feel me slow down before I said that? <laughs> yeah. like, let's let's um. All right, I guess I guess we'll Dave, talk about it. <laughs> I like this episode, uh, not just because it's I don't the like you. the arc. Uh, oh, well, hello. Uh, <laughs> well, sorry, podcast. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I I, I do think it, it's so funny because you had sent me a review today of episode seven, and you know, along the lines of like, it's not just us. You know, there's a lot of people kind of thinking in a similar way. You know, kind of like where the direction of this uh, season is going, or at mm-hmm. least this arc. But I do. You know, it's funny, Leanne and I were talking about it too, and like they really in the end, they you know, they finally like they connected, you know. I think they what they were trying the end goal was pretty evident. It was very like sloppy and, you know, like goofy and this and that. And but I think by the end there was a li- there was some character development across the board. I still think Fushi is like the biggest loser in all of this. Like, yeah. you know, the and that's, you know, that's a conversation for another day. That's for next week to see where, where he ends up and kind of where his story is going. Um, but, you know, we got some major reveals in the lore. Um, a big, big one. Um, you know, we finally got the Bond thing. And that was clunky. Like, the whole... We got the what you know, thing? The, just with Bond, like, Prince Bond, like, you know, he, he wasn't actually dead, which Ugh. is fine. Which is fine. I didn't, I didn't mind that. What was the, like, what's they, the reveal you said we got? Well, just the whole, because there was, like, a, I didn't even remember it. Leanna pointed out. She's like, yeah, no, there, there was, like, a girl, like, he, like, chased away. Or he was essentially sent away because, you know, he was hanging out with her. It ended up being that Toto kid. Yeah. Who was, you know, ended up, was a girl, but was, you know, a boy or whatever. Yeah. Like, it was, it's it's messy. We're Like, we're not saying anything new here. But I do think, at the end of the day, they kind of, they landed, landed the plane the with plan. at least one way. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> With, like, at least one wing, you know? Like, no one sure. was injured, but, like, you know, it's, like, massive financial loss on on the vehicle. But are people like, going to fly that airline again? It's hard to say. We'll see. We'll see what the, what, uh, the repair was so, in the uh, next episode. But, uh, yeah. I, I, again, I am very conflicted. I'll let you get, I'll let you get in, but, uh, yeah. Well, so. what I'll just say is, like, you know, a week or two ago, we were talking about how, like, we think it's just us. But I will note that, you know, there's that review. It's on Anime News Network. I'm sure it's yeah. on their site and it's easy to find. But it's just someone who I think... I don't know if they're doing episode weekly reviews, but yeah, they reviewed... Yeah, they usually do. A lot okay. of big shows. So they reviewed Season 2, Episode 7, and it was not a kind review. And it was clear <laughs> that the writer was felt that way kind of about all of Season 2. Mm-hmm. And... Very well. I, I did enjoy the, it was what, the review. Yo, um, check out the... Uh, the written episode by episode reviews of Sunny Boy on Anime News Network. One, oh, if you're yeah. like passionate about that kind of show and you want like breakdowns and you want like um, a really thorough inspection of it, like Anime News Network, I think we found them because we started the podcast and I, I wanted a good source of news. Mm-hmm. And like, not to be that guy, but like just, you know, these small kind of independent websites, like you just don't have a super high bar for expectations because mm-hmm. um, it's often someone like me and you doing it like for free as a hobby you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so it's probably not anyway um the quality of the reviews is just like higher than i thought and long story short 
this guy did or this person didn't love it and then i looked at the anime like subreddit and like i just saw a lot of people being like huh why is it like why is this thread so much smaller than last year Mm. like people wonder why engagement's so low blah 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 and then i started seeing some comments of people bitching about it and then i went over to the actual to your eternity subreddit and long story short there was just some guy getting yelled at by everyone the thread was literally called did they change writers question mark question mark (laughs) and it's just like but it was some like you know and what like the fan base was like get out of here or like you know like you just don't get it well no that's the thing is that like clearly some person who's unaware it's an adaptation of a manga they're probably just like some casual and that's fine but yeah they they noticed that it felt like a different show and people basically said well no um but this is like a controversial kind of arc and like it changes the story changes a lot here basically if you don't like prince bond like you're gonna have a bad time um going forward well yeah i think they meant like because that was like a he asked it a few weeks back um so i think they meant like you're gonna have a bad time with this arc and also like it kind of changes from here on out i didn't read any further because i didn't want to read manga spoilers but like sure tldr like yes it's still a popular show but like i think i'm comfortable saying now like they've definitely lost like i can't no one can convince me this is doing the same numbers as last year no um and you know what it'd probably be easy to find because uh r slash anime does that like weekly roundup where it shows like the most upvoted shows yeah you could very easily just compare this year or last year just like to see what the pulse on the community is like but anyway um yeah i don't know man Uh, as far as the actual episode goes um i i don't know i didn't like the prince bond stuff like i understand what they were shooting for but if you don't like him like you it I can attest to the fact that I did not have a good time. I didn't like the story. I see, I see what they were trying to do. I feel like they were just a little bit off. Mm. Um, and I'm just putting my eggs in the basket that I hope the next arc is better. I think you said it last week. Like, we had the island arc. Mm. You know? Who knows? Maybe the next one is great. Too, like, you and I were... Like, well, no. I was very, <laughs> very down on that. The island arc. But, like, they really saved this. it. <laughs> it was better than this for sure see now that would be a fun experiment going back and rewatching that arc and just being like well maybe it's it was not so bad, is it? you know <laughs> it's a uh, yeah but uh but they saved it at the end though we had that really really powerful two episodes with uh uh perona not perona but uh the old, the old woman but, uh from season one yeah i forget anyways i i know yeah. what you mean well i don't we'll know see. i'm I still, like, I, I I love what this show did in season one, and I'm just hoping for a little more magic, and, you know, I'm going to keep watching. We'll I'm, see what we get. I'm still uh, cruising through those animes, those volumes one through three that you guys got me for my birthday, mm-hmm. and it's gorgeous. And I just yeah. keep looking at it, like, one, I can't believe the art. The art quality is stellar. And two, I'm just like, oh, this is beautiful storytelling. The, I, I do think, um, if come, come the end of season two, if we just get like a full you know like it, it just if it's not not yeah, me to say not up to snuff but if they, if it's just not like what we were originally given the storytelling style and you know the kind of the themes that they were playing with um you know like i think i'm just gonna go in and like read it i, I think I'm, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll go read the manga i want to read this arc and see if it if it lands in a similar way or you know maybe it's you know I don't know. It's uh, I'm so fucked up on two years Eternity, Dave. You have no idea. Like no, every it's, week, every, it's... every time we, every time we sit down to watch it, it's just like ah, I'm losing sleep. Why am I feeling? 
it's like, why am I, why am yeah. I going to be, why do I get the feeling I'm going to be sad? After I might have episode? to leave Not my like job. Sad that I was. <laughs> I got to take two weeks off. Yeah, yeah no, but, but it, uh, it is conflicting and it's irritating. And, and I would like to note, like, in case you're listening to this, like, listen to these pretentious pricks. Like, we don't, as, as like, as much as we're kind of being negative, we definitely don't love coming on the podcast and talking about how disappointed we are. Like, <laughs> that, yeah, that was not, not the goal. You know what I mean? Like, part of the goal wasn't to be like, got, like, so we could sit on a perch and criticize. Like, we, we started this so that, like, because we're passionate about the medium, right? So it's definitely not in our nature to just want to dump on stuff. Stuff. Um, stuff. Okay, let's into greener pastures. Let's talk, talk about uh, Mob Psycho Season 3, Episode 10. By the time this episode comes out, Episode 11 will be airing, but, you know, such is life, and that's how schedules work. Someone always gets left out. We have had really positive things to say about Mob Psycho Season 3. Um, what did you think about Episode 10? Great episode. I am, I am curious what they are trying to tell right now. Um, I feel the same way. Not that I'm, not that I'm lost or confused. I'm just because there has been some vagueness about what the being inside Mob really is. Like if it is just his emotions incarnate, or if it is, you know, mm-hmm. if he's literally possessed by something. You know, that kind of, you know, because I was thinking too, like, you know, we had, I had, I think I had made the, you know, the, uh, the guess of maybe he loses his powers and, you know, in a way it's kind of similar, like, you know, he hit Solid his head guess. hard enough that he, you know, that he lost control or like his powers kind of seeped out. Um, so it's interesting cause it, they're clearly showing like Hanazawa is making an effort to, fuck, I love Hanazawa. Is he, uh, uh, voiced by Inosuke, by the way? Yeah, he is. <laughs> the first time I connected it, because he was yelling his ass off this episode. Yeah, the 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 name, I think when Leanne and I were watching season one, and he was, like, kind of, like, letting loose, and she was like, oh, that, that voice sounds familiar. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I think it is, too. But it's the, na- yeah, the nasal, the, yeah. It's the throat scratchies for me. Yeah, but, uh, anyway, so, like, Hanazawa is clearly trying to target something with the psyche, you know, mm-hmm. like an emotion of some sort. Um, and I don't know if he's just missing the mark and he's just not reading the situation correctly or he's just not getting through well enough. So I am kind of unsure. Like, you know, the it is cool. Like they're clearly setting up, you know, essentially like an Avengers Assemble moment of like mob at the end of the day is like the biggest villain of them all. Um, which I don't think is what they're going for. But like in this form, like, you know, there's nothing, no one can stop him. But yeah. uh, bringing back the baddie from season two, I thought that was pretty cool. Interesting. Interesting twist. Like, I'll... Yeah, okay, so... Total Suicide Squad ripoff, which I thought was fucking hilarious. I wonder how ahead of the time that was. Right out of the... Like, literally out of the plane and everything. Yeah. Pretty funny. <laughs> um, yeah. Are you good? Can I go? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know why I got, I got confused. But... So I liked this episode. I'm incredibly high on season three. But this... I do have to say kind of has lost its magic for me just this once, just because mm-hmm. I feel like I've seen mob lose it before. And it's like, okay, to, like I thought what you thought and I was like, well, where are we going with this? Like yeah. to what end it, has he lost his mind? Like for what narrative reason? Cause like if he just does this and then falls asleep, like after, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Like it just feels like we've had so much heart this season. I don't want, the ending of the whole show to be like oh and then he really lost it one time you know what i mean mm. like i um no, i do agree that would be a bummer yeah so i i just 
I want him. I don't know. I I want to know where I this think, goes. I feel like I think the the writing is smarter than that. You're pro- yeah. Tr- I I hope you're right. It's not let us down. Like it's not. It's That's just one thing, of those right? shows where, you know, and they're they're not going to drop the ball in like the you know the 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 eleventh hour, but. I do think this is going to come Imagine. down to a moment between him and Reagan. Me too. I think that's cl- clear as day. Um, you know, but they are assembling a lot of like the key characters over the past, you know, the first two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, all the Espers. So that's, that's pretty close, cool. especially the dude, I'm blanking on his name, Helix from season one. I, I, I know he was in season two as well, but the guy has like the purple wrapper on Like he had like all tattooed piercings. Oh yeah. Yeah. He yeah. kicks the shit out of uh, everyone in the alleyway in season yeah, one. Yeah. That was like great. I, great. Episode. I always really liked him. But, um, so he's around, you know, him and the guy working in the corner store together, which is, that was, that was a good gag. But, um, yeah, I I don't know. It's, it it does, this moment, I feel kind of sours the dimple moment, which was, I think, peak emotion, emotion, like emotional reward for the viewers was like that send off. I agree. And that, that felt like a true finale to me. Like it really did. In so many facets, it was animation and you know the the words spoken and things unsaid. Payoff after years of build and growth. You know, so, but again, like you know, the manga clearly continued after that. So it's, you know, it's it, it is this moment. Like I said, it doesn't maybe souring. It doesn't doesn't count, but it, it does feel like if they're showing this for a reason, obviously. But yeah. I think. I think it's going to be hard for them to top that moment yeah. within the same season. I think because so many people's minds are on yeah. that final dimple, you know, encounter. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, you know, well, we got two more episodes. Yeah, two more episodes for this to wrap up. But this is going to... Also, like, the moment of... It's funny because, like, Hanazawa is having, like, this rival moment. And that was, like, his whole big thing. <laughs> like, dimple... Or, uh, sorry, Mob is, like, never... Like, even comprehended the idea of having a, a rival. And it's just this classic, like... It seems like season one Hanazawa of, like... Oh, like, you know, like... he He's kind of, like, making this up in his head. Kind of, you know, building it up to being, like, a rival and all that. And just mobs, like, this incarnate creature who is, like, not comprehending anything he's saying. It's, yeah. it's pretty funny. But, like, it's clearly, like, a big moment for him. You know, the power-up and this and that and how he saved everyone. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, animation was stellar yeah stellar this episode yeah it was gorgeous that that's yeah. true that's why it's weird sometimes right it's like it's weird when because normally when you're invested in a show and they bust out the sakuga like the stakes yeah. your emotional stakes only heighten like your attachment to the show because you know the studio is like this is the moment and it's like this circle right you're excited the show looks better than usual it like makes this like special feeling Mm-hmm. And then there's these weird moments where, like, all the Sakuga is there and, like, the budget and, like, the moment is hitting and you're, like, kind of disconnected. And that's, like, the slight some slight feelings I had this episode where I was like, okay, this is a really big deal. I'm not sure where we're going. Like, I hope this goes somewhere. You know what I mean? That's why I was just, I was, I'm more curious than anything. It doesn't feel directionless. Directionless. No, no. You're, there's a point. I just want to know what it is. But it's just, it, it, cause one party's just not talking. Yeah. So it's very one-sided, and even then, the, the side that is talking doesn't know as well. Like we, I, you know, we're essentially a part of what's going on. So I don't yeah. know. If it's um, Hanna's always but, like the audience. Yes. Yeah. God, God damn. So funny. Lost his hair again. That, that gag never ceases. I did laugh at that. I'll give you. I'll give you that. <laughs> um, 
Okay, that was Mob Psycho. Um, we'll be back with, with more of that, because I think there's only a few episodes left. Mm-hmm. Um, for now, though, Grant, we should call it quits. And by quits, no. I mean the Q&A, because that <laughs> also starts with a Q. Um, yeah, that, that was some good. Quits and A? <laughs> yeah, you want some quits? Oh, God. How did I not say that? Ugh. Um, all right, we got... way too late in the night. Yeah, I mean, we're burnt, man. Uh, all right, we got... There's one question here, and I think it's one question is enough because it's a big question. Yeah. And I tried to think about this, and I, I feel bad because we might just have the exact same answers. Um, all right, this one's from Travis. Thanks for submitting, homie. Thanks, Travis. It's the best show, in your opinion, currently airing, both of us. Um, do, like, do we just, like, both not say Chainsaw Man and yeah. like, choose the other show, like, we're really into right now? Yeah, this is the problem. So I think... You know, all Grant and I, well, I won't speak for Grant, all I'm really watching is the stuff we're covering for Psycho Season. And it's like a very, very stacked uh, season, right? If, like, you want to be, if you want to be super literal about, like, it has to literally be airing right now, then the answer almost definitely is Chainsaw Man, right? Yeah, I think... For for Mob Psycho. Like, Mob Psycho. For me, personally, I'm just going to jump in. I am absolutely loving Bocce the Rock. Yeah, that it's one has probably a lot my, of hype. Yeah, it is really, it's, you know, my uh, the standout. Like, I think it's the, um, it's the odd taxi of 2022. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it, I think, you know, it's, it's has a lot of eyes on it, similar to odd taxi, but it's still a little slept on and kind of like the bigger, the bigger audience. But uh, I highly recommend people check it out. You know, it is, in the day, it's like, you know, a, cute girls play in a fucking rock band and all that and but they really do some cool things tackling social anxiety and trying to fit in and it's i don't know it's it's a really really good show i i'm I'm fucking loving and the music and the animation along with the performances of the music is just you know chef's kiss there so well put good point yeah okay so tribe if you haven't seen either you know chainsaw man is like the quote typical shonen but it's kind of slightly different because it's like kind of westernized and rated r and like gory but lots of shonens are gory but it's just different there's something different about it it is i think having covered it for 10 weeks in a row grant we could say it's worth the hype 100 percent. and bocce the rock is something completely out of left field that i haven't watched yet but i know grant's enjoying the hell out of it um so if you're looking for like the alt take which is like not really alt because it's also incredibly successful Mm -hmm. um bocce the rock and that's like b-o-c-c-i the rock right uh b-o-c-c-h-i Oh, H A. Oh, but H I B O C C H I. If I had, if I had to have a bit of a cheat answer and show that you know, it, it's I feel like it would still be running if it was released week to week, but what? instead it was put out altogether. <laughs> Edge Runners, watch Cyberpunk. Yeah, okay, that's the thing, dude. I was gonna say if you haven't seen, I have this in front of me too. Is Cyberpunk Edge Runners? It all got put on Netflix at the same time, and it. Uh, I'm not through it yet, but it's stellar. And oh. if you're looking for like live action stuff i mean this is just the wrong place for that um yeah i just haven't had any ch- a chance to watch anything live action other than mad men um because we're, we're still re-watching that but i'd like you know the golden globes came out today we talked about some of the uh heavy hitters you know barry atlanta and severance are probably three of like the biggest shows that we've watched in the last year and they both collected mm-hmm. a shitload of nominations so if you're looking for something like that there you go do it up is that uh, is that fair grant 
I think so. All right. I think we can end on the quits and A. Um, thank you guys for listening. About the Q&A, um, have I mentioned that we host it on our podcast at Part-Time Otaku on Instagram. Every Monday we post a story where you can send us your questions and we will answer them here on the pod. So thank you for submitting and we will uh, do that again next week. And I think we can call it from here. Grant, why don't you, uh, why don't you say the thing? Bye, guys. Cheers. <laughs>